David Graham is a speaker, author, businessman, former pastor, and founding director of Youth with a Mission Montana. David is also the author of the song, In Moments Like These. This song appropriately describes this podcast, which is a short, biblically-based, and encouraging devotional influenced by David's lifetime of personal moments. These moments are shared with a heart to encourage and inspire you to see Him, our Heavenly Father, at work in your own moments. I know this is David's heart in sharing because he has spent my lifetime speaking hope and encouragement into my own heart. If you can, take a few minutes and listen today. I'm really proud of the things he has done throughout his life, but what I am the most proud of and grateful for is the kind of dad, daddy, that he has been to me. These particular moments began one day when our daughter, Kimberly, was barely 18. Kimmy's plane had just landed at the airport in Mobile, Alabama. It was there in Mobile that she would participate in two weeks of grueling rehearsals leading up to the National America Junior Miss program. Just a month earlier in Butte, Montana, Kimberly had been chosen to be Montana's Junior Miss for 1988. It's not unusual for crowded airports to be a little intimidating in and of themselves, but this was a little over the top for Kimmy. She would tell us later that there were 50 Girl Scout troops at the airport to greet the contestants, one Girl Scout troop for each state winner, along with a mayor, a brass band, and TV news people waiting to interview each girl. It was just the beginning of an intense and demanding two weeks. Parents of the contestants weren't allowed to have contact with their daughters during the first week of program activities, so Kathy and I didn't arrive in Mobile until week two. There were only two short times when parents could be with their daughters during that second week. We got to meet up with Kimmy once at an afternoon outing at the beach on the Gulf Shore, and a second time at an evening outdoor barbecue and square dance. Both events were special. But just the three of us being together in those moments was what was really special. On the final night, Saturday night of the program, thousands of people crowded the streets to watch 50 young women parade through downtown Mobile. Each girl, all dressed up in a colorful evening gown, was seated up high on the back seat of her own personal antique convertible. The name of her home state was bannered with large letters over the front grille of her car. Each girl waved to the cheering fans as her driver very slowly cruised toward the front entrance of the grand old Sanger Theater in the heart of the city. As the convertible with the Montana banner approached near to where we stood on the sidewalk waiting, I began waving my arms in the air, hoping she would see us. Kimmy, I yelled. I'll never forget the moment when her eyes met ours. Her smile got bigger. Ours did too. Her eyes got a little teary. Ours did too. We love you, honey. We love you, I shouted as she passed by. It's been over 30 years since that memorable night. A few state directors had told us they thought Kimberly would be a finalist. Well, she wouldn't reach the final five in Mobile, but she had already reached our final four. She was one of our four children. And just as we felt about her sister and two brothers, we would always be proud of her. 
and our love for her would last forever. Kimberly never doubted that. She told me, in writing actually, many years later, that those short times with us leading up to the big night were the highlights of her Junior Miss experience. I was a little girl, she wrote, 1,800 miles away from home and pressed into a challenging situation with total strangers. I was nervous. I was exhausted. But most of all, I was lonely. You know, Daddy, she went on, loneliness can often be most intense in a crowd, in a sea of people you don't know. All of a sudden, you and Mom were there with me on my journey, sharing a picnic lunch on a beach, hugging at a square dance. You were my symbol of normalcy. You brought me comfort and assurance. And what I saw on your faces as you stood there in the crowd that night were the unspoken words that made me comfortable in my own skin as I walked confidently into the Sanger Theater. Loneliness is not an uncommon feeling. There are billions of people all over the world that are feeling lonely right now as I speak. Research says that almost half of us feel that we always, or at least sometimes, are feeling alone. More than half of us feel that no one really knows us well. If you're feeling lonely, know this, you're not alone. It doesn't seem to matter whether you're young or old, black or white, rich or poor, famous or not famous. The Bible gives us multiple examples of people, God's people, who experience the feelings of loneliness. I can think of several right off the top. Lonely Hagar and her son Ishmael in Genesis chapter 21. Lonely King David in a number of Psalms. Lonely Jeremiah throughout the whole book of Jeremiah. The lonely woman who is publicly marked as unclean in Mark chapter 5. Another lonely character I've thought about recently is Jonah. I can't think of a lonelier place than inside the stomach of a large animal, a fish, in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. Each of these Bible characters got relief from their feelings of loneliness. How so? Each of them encountered the presence of God, and God the Father brought each of them comfort and assurance. What are the answers to loneliness and the feelings of depression and insecurity that tag along? To continue from my last podcast, God the Heavenly Father is always present there with you, and He is always there with comfort and assurance for you. You are not alone. Just feel the comfort and assurance found in a few lines from Isaiah 43, where God says, Don't be afraid. I have called you by my name. You are mine. When you walk through deep waters, I will be with you. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you won't be burned up. You are honored. I love you. Don't be afraid. I am with you. From the New Testament, let's focus on Jesus. Jesus actually took advantage of being alone. In fact, there are six times in the gospel that Jesus separated himself from people to get alone by himself. We know that one time he was alone for 40 days. Why would he want to be alone? Because when he was away from people, he was, well, Jesus said in John 16, 32, but I'm not alone because the Father is with me. 
and it was in the solitary place where he would recapture his strength and receive comfort from his father. And that is the exact formula for us and for our feeling of loneliness. You might say, well, but Jesus was the son of God. So God was always right there with him. And I would say, very true. And because of Jesus, we are now sons and daughters of God. And he is always right there with us. And he wants us, like Jesus did, to believe it. And then for us to recapture our strength and receive our comfort from the Father, just as Jesus did. Here are two simple but very meaningful ways to spend time with the Father. Don't worry, you don't have to go into the wilderness for 40 days. Instead, and pretend like you never heard this before, take just a few minutes, a few times a week, to read a few chapters of your Bible. But don't think of these moments as just reading times. Think of them as interaction times with your Father. This is so true. When I read and underline in my Bible, the Father is always there with me, and He speaks personally to me. He gives me insight and direction. He gives me tangible comfort and assurance. I feel it. It's mood-changing. As a matter of fact, research also says that people who read the Bible four or more times a week are 30% less likely to struggle with loneliness. I'd give it much higher than 30% for the truly relational children of God. A second way to spend time with the Father is simply to have frequent talks with Him. They don't have to be long talks. Some of our talks are only a few seconds long. A key here, I find it much more meaningful if I talk out loud during these interaction moments. But whatever, talk with Him. Tell Him anything that's on your heart or ask questions. And then listen for his voice. And just like during your Bible reading times, you will learn to recognize his voice, and he will speak personally to you. What he says, by the way, will always line up with the truths of the Bible. Makes sense, right? In these talks, I almost always include telling him how grateful I am for him and for all the things he's done for me. And by the way, you'll be amazed how expressing gratefulness can improve your emotional state, like lessening the feeling of loneliness, for example. It can even improve your circumstances. Hear this heartfelt prayer of grateful praise from one of God's lonely sons spoken thousands of years ago and how it changed his lonely circumstances. He said this, I cried out to the Lord in my great trouble. He answered me. I called to you, Lord, and you heard me. As my life was slipping away, I remembered you and my earnest prayer went out to you. I will give you songs of praise, for my deliverance comes from you alone. And you know which lonely son prayed that prayer of grateful praise and what his lonely circumstances were in those moments? Well, the next line is, Then the Lord ordered the fish to spit Jonah out onto the beach. I'm betting that prayer of praise was the only one ever spoken inside the dark and foul stomach of a fish. And I'd say a sandy, sunny beach was a pretty big improvement in Jonah's circumstances. Dear friend, if you're feeling a little lonely, or maybe a lot, you are not alone. 
Maybe you're by yourself now sitting in your home or walking somewhere outside. Maybe you're driving slowly down a busy street and you're feeling a little insecure. Take advantage of your circumstance and look around. Because there is an incredible loving father standing on the sidewalk, cheering you on with a smile on his face. Watch for him. Listen for his words. They are loving words that are meant especially for you. Dear friend, consider doing this too, would you? Right now, as we finish this podcast, take your own moment. Take about 15 seconds and talk with your father. Maybe tell him one thing you are grateful for. Father, show yourself to this one. Show this one your smile. Help this one to hear your voice. And bring this one new comfort and assurance. Let it be. You've been listening to In Moments Like These with David Graham. If you'd like to contact David or find out more information about In Moments Like These, please visit InMomentsLikeThese.com.